Hello everyone, my name is James Bakken, known professionally as a Notorious Banker, and welcome to my podcast. 30,000 amazing followers across all social media platforms at Notorious Banker, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I am the author of High Risk Transaction, the Ryan Coogler Bank of America incident, now available on Amazon in both ebook and paperback format, and I am soon to be publishing two books, one about the New Mexico State basketball team's 2022-23 season, and one about my grandfather. And it's going to be tentatively titled Pretty Condo, and it's going to be available next month. I've been working on it the last six weeks, and i got to tell you, it's been the most cathartic six weeks of my life. I am really enjoying writing about someone I know, and writing about things that happened to me recently has really um, just gave me a boost to my writing, and I really intend on doing a lot more writing as a result of it. So be on the lookout for that very, very soon. I'm going to have websites. I'm going to have links to it. Um, I want you to buy that book because the full intention of Pretty Condo is going to be um, all proceeds are going to be going to my grandmother. My grandmother is 83 years old. She's got a lot of life left to live, but I want to make sure that she's comfortable. So any you know contribution that I can make with any book sale, I'm going to give it to her because I really think that's important. You know, I really think that giving back to your family is an important thing. I don't have the riches that I thought I would have at 40 years old. But I do have the writing capability and I do have uh, the ability to do something that not a lot of people could do. And that's to talk about someone that they know in long form. And I'm intending on doing that with my grandpa. And I think it's going to be a good book. I think you'll enjoy it. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, it goes without saying, I do apologize about the long gap in between podcasts. I have been a busy person. been doing a lot of writing lately, as I said. Um, Consumer Beast my Substack blog, thenotoriousbanker.substack.com. And of course, writing these books has really kept me occupied. And I've been really, really hardcore about that. I've been really, you know, dedicating myself to making sure that those things come out right and they are coming out right. But, you know, I wanted to do this podcast, not because there's anything really going on in the bank world, but, you know, there's all these little customer service things that I talk about on my Substack, Consumer Beast, and you know, a lot of them are just ethical conversations. A lot of them are what would you do in that situation conversations. And recently, um, one of my favorite stores that I go to, Albertsons, you know, I it's the grocery store closest to my house. Um, I'm very familiar with um, couponing, extreme couponing, and very familiar with how their operations work, which allows me to get, you know, groceries at a pretty good price. Uh, recently, the Albertsons closest to me, um, they have a Starbucks built inside of it, and they've had it for three years now. But it's been open kind of off and on. You know, it, it's been, there's been times when I went in there at 9 in the morning, and it's not open. Uh, last Sunday, I went in there about 10 o'clock in the morning. It was not open. It was actually closed for the day. And um, yesterday, Saturday, uh, September 9th, I went to go pick up some groceries about 9.30, and there was a sign on the grocery store doors that says, due to lack of certified staff, we are unable to open up Starbucks until 10 a.m. And, you know, it was still 20 minutes before 10 a.m. And there was a long line waiting for Starbucks. A lot of pissed off people. Um, a lot, You know, coffee drinkers are just insane as, as they come. So whenever you have someone not being able to drink their coffee, they really get upset. And I just noticed, uh, you know, the way that signs talk to you, and I've told you this before on the podcast, I don't like homemade signs. 
One thing that you can say about Bank of America is there's very rarely a sign that a manager printed up or someone wrote in, you know, Magic Marker or Sharpie saying, oh, we do not do this or there are no public restrooms or whatever. I just think that's an asshole way of doing business. I just think it's the wrong message that it sends to customers that I hate you so much I have to make a fucking sign to tell you how much I hate you. I just don't like that. And Albertson's a store that I love and the people there are awesome to me and I interact with all of them. They are they are great people through and through. Um, this sign, you know, it really rubs people the wrong way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way because I understand what's going on. But to the average customer, they see a sign. They don't. They see their Starbucks not open, especially with one under construction um, a few miles away. Uh, they get all pissed, and then the customer service experience for those customers is negatively impacted, and they treat the other, you know, customer service providers within the store worse. And worse than that, you know, the the certified staff that'll go in there to operate the Starbucks once they get hired and trained are going to be treated like shit too because of all those instances when that person couldn't get their coffee. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the sign. I don't have a picture of it, unfortunately. I should have taken one yesterday. Uh, But I will explain it to you and I'll explain why I feel the way I feel and why actually telling the customer nothing would be much better than telling them something that they see as you can control and you, you got to hear me out on this because as a customer service um, strategist as a, an expert in the topic retail banking ex- expert you know understanding the way that consumers think because i think the same way on a lot of things it could really improve customer service if you just do a couple of things differently first and foremost get rid of those paper signs so we're going to talk about this little situation that i had in my albertsons and I think you'll understand why I'm wanting to do this podcast because, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, it's not Bank of America or Wells Fargo, but, you know, going to Starbucks is something that we all do and we have an expectation of customer service. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, don't mess up my coffee and make sure that my coffee is, you know, provided to me quickly is pretty much it. But when you can't provide the service and then you're giving them excuses before you actually turn on the lights in Starbucks, it leads to a horrible negative experience for a lot of people. And I'm going to say um, in the next segment here what they should have done differently, um, what I would have done in that situation, and kind of how perceptions are with um, signs, homemade signs that are done at small businesses. Because I got to tell you, there's never been an instance where there is a homemade sign where it was a 100% positive experience. So we'll talk about this fun little story that's happening in my world right after this. So please stick around. Hey everyone, it's James Baca, known professionally as Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on TikTok. It's at Notorious Banker on TikTok. Join the over 22,000 followers in following me, this weird nearly 40-year-old man, in discussing problems going on with big banks, problems going on with customer service in this crazy world, in a funny, acerbic way that no one else can match. I've had the fortune of having nearly 600,000 likes of my content since I started on TikTok last year, and it just keeps on growing. My followers keep on growing. Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers follows me on TikTok, which I just find weird because although I like the Jonas Brothers music, I have never interacted with the man once in my life, 
yet I am one of 40 accounts that he follows. That just goes to show you the uniqueness of my content, and I'm proud to say that my content is unique. We hit up big banks. We hit up businesses that have poor customer service. No, we don't show Karen videos, okay, because that's going too far. But we talk about things in an enlightened manner, a funny manner, and we have a good time doing that. So once again, at Notorious Banker on TikTok, join me on the social media network that everyone seems to be talking about. Um, I promise you one thing. You'll always have an interesting video to watch when you follow me, the Notorious Banker, on TikTok. Thank you. All right, everyone, I'm back with more Notorious Banker. You know, funny that I take this little summer hiatus from doing podcasts whenever it's so freaking hot in this office. God, man, it's still probably in the 90s at 11 o'clock here, September 10th, 2023. Um, it's miserable, you know, and it gets to be 105 to 110 degrees outside. Doesn't matter how cool we make the air conditioner, the way that I talk, I just heat myself up. It gets really hot when doing a podcast, so I can see why, you know, subconsciously I maybe didn't want to do them for a while. But, dude, it's been miserable. We broke records for the hottest September temperature on record in this town, El Paso, 40 miles down the road. 106 degrees, the hottest temperature ever in the month of September for them. It has just been miserable, and I just cannot wait for winter so I can bundle up in a hoodie. You know, go figure. That's just how weird we are as Americans. But um, that's why, that's not why I came to you with this podcast today. <clears throat> as I mentioned, you know, I am consumer beast as well. I do a Substack blog, and I got a nice little check in in my direct deposit, my checking account. Uh, a couple of days ago, and thank you so very much for that. That tells me that you're reading Consumer Beast, the notoriousbanker.substack.com. You know, when I write, I write long form. I mean, it's thousands of words. I can never be a newspaper columnist because I just write too much. It would take up the whole freaking page. Um, but I have a lot to say, and I have a lot of interesting points. And, you know, writing my New Mexico State book, it's interesting that the athletic director, the current head coach, the head coach that was fired, even the head coach that left before that, all like and understand my points that I make on my social media accounts and when I talk about what I'm writing about. Assistant coaches um, that were that have been there, former players, there's a lot of important people that read my stuff and they get me because they know that whether it looks good for them or bad, I make better points, valid points, than a lot of the people that talk about these things. And, you know, as a consumer advocate, you know, people go, well, what's that? Are you just a Karen who likes to critique customer service all the time? Well, yeah, I kind of like to, but I've been on the other side of things. I've been a helpless customer service representative where my company gave me absolutely no tools to help customers, and I still had to spin that shit into decent customer service. Whenever I couldn't help someone, I still had to make them believe that I was helping them. And that was the f most frustrating thing in the world. And I think that a lot of customers who were at least hip to the fact that I was trying understood that a lot of the times my hands were tied. And instead of yelling at me, they knew to properly yell upward. And a lot, what I, a lot of what I do with Consumer Beast is I teach people not to yell at the person directly in front of you. Because the person directly in front of you, if they're giving you a bad experience, it's generally the result of their direct supervisor or, you know, someone slightly above that. And does that give you the right to yell at them, to call them out, to record them and put them on TikTok? No. I hate people who record people and put it on TikTok. Like, 
your your plight is gonna be like you're fucking Tra- Che Guevara or something. Like you're a freedom fighter and you're recording this because you're gonna lead this revolution against piss poor customer service. Now it doesn't work that way, okay? There are sometimes the customer is one hundred percent right, and there are sometimes customers don't understand what's going on. There was an incident when I was donating blood plasma yesterday and I made almost a hundred dollars for doing that when they couldn't open the doors exactly at eight o'clock when they were supposed to open because the nurse there has to be a nurse anytime um they're doing donations there in case someone has a medical episode or whatever was not present they had called in and someone had to drive from el paso to las cruces now i could easily yell at the people that worked in that building saying what the hell let me in but they're not the nurse they're not the ones that told the nurse to call out so why am I going to yell at them for something they had no control over? That's just not the way to do it. And that's going to lead to a bad experience. That's going to lead to them remembering what a dick face you are. And it's just not going to be positive. It's not. <clears throat> so whenever the nurse came in, I saw the person. I'm fine with it. I walked in. I did my thing. I told my wife. I was like, it kind of sucks and I'm going to be late coming home. But what can I do? You know, it, it's either go home early or go home a little late and make $100. I made a hundred dollars and I was happy about it. So understanding who to direct your criticisms to or to how to properly phrase the issues that you have with something is really important to me. And I and I teach people this all the time. I teach people this all the time. You got you gotta understand how it goes because everyone has a job where they deal with bullshit all the time. They know that there's some things that just aren't right and they have to deal with it. So why do you project all the stuff that you know to people that have no control over that? So let me get to this Starbucks. And now, and I got to tell you that I used to be more of a Starbucks queen. I mean, we're talking every day, $6, you know, white chocolate mocha, grande venti. Me and the girls from Bank of America used to go every single day. We would alternate who would get the coffee. We'd pay each other back and whatnot. But it'd be $30 every day. And this was in 2012, 2013, so it's probably, you know, 30 to 40% more now. And we figured it out because we worked every day, including Saturdays, not Sundays, of course. And we're like, we spent $10,000 on coffee. It was ridiculous. And for a place that doesn't pay you a lot, you know, it's just it was just astounding. But we were hooked, and I'm hooked on coffee. And we have an espresso machine. We have a pretty nice coffee maker here at home. Um, we buy all the flavored coffees, all the creamers and stuff. So my wife and I are into that as well. We're not addicted to coffee so much as that's just one of our favorite things to consume. Occasionally we'll go to Starbucks. Um, you know, there's one pretty close to our house that's a standalone. And then three years ago, just before COVID hit, there was a Starbucks that was built inside the Albertsons grocery store that we were at. Uh, it used to be a bank there like 20, 30 years ago and been empty ever since. They made it into a Starbucks. It looked nice. They couldn't um, have anyone seated inside that Starbucks for about a year and a half because of COVID. But we were still getting coffees. It was still awesome. Um, Occasionally, they have these $2 grande drinks available on the Albertsons app. So it's a very affordable drink while you shop. I got to tell you, it is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I haven't had it in quite a while. I'm going to say about two months. Part of my routine on Monday mornings and Friday mornings is to wake up. There's usually some pretty good sales at the grocery store, so I plan my grocery shopping for 6, 7 in the morning before all the riffraff get there. And you know what I mean riffraff? I mean 
old people. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, parents that have kids with them and the kids are running around everywhere. They're crying. They're screaming. There's gridlock with the shopping carts and whatnot. I don't like that. I would rather wake up at 5.30 in the morning to go to the grocery store at 6 a.m. than have to deal with that shit. But, you know, I don't do it that early, but I wake up at 6.30 to go at 7. That way I can get some coffee, $2 coffee. And usually it's a craft drink. It's like a cold brew or something like that. And win-win. You know, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. Hasn't been open in two months. And, you know, I'm not familiar with the baristas at that particular Starbucks. Although every few months you'll see some new faces there. Um, But I'm assuming everyone quit or something. Because one day it was just closed. And then uh, for the subsequent two, three weeks, I'd get there before 8 eight in the morning and it just wasn't open you know it was like well before eight is when a lot of people go to starbucks so why is it not open and last week my wife and i were going to go get some propane for our barbecue grill i mean don't i sound like a redneck with that i mean i know people grill but it just you know they do the exchange at walmart or whatever we're gonna actually fill up our propane tank and i'm like let's just make a morning of it let's go get the propane let's go to albertson's Let's get what we're going to eat for dinner today and then um, get some coffee at Starbucks. So Sunday we walk in and there's a gigantic sign on the doors, the sliding doors. And it says, due to lack of certified staff at Starbucks, we will be closed on Sunday, September 3rd, 2023. Me and Gabrielle, my wife, were pissed. We're like, God, this sucks. Like, we we couldn't believe it, you know, because we we never venture out on Sunday mornings. And the one time we do, we just couldn't have our coffee. So, you know, we we get out of there and we're like, well, let's go to, you know, this spot over here. Nope, no coffee there. Like the machine was broken. And then I told her, let's go to the middle Circle K. Now, it's hard to explain in a podcast what the middle Circle K is, but... There are two Circle K's literally across the street from one another on the main drag in Las Cruces. There's one that used to be a Valero gas station that converted to a Circle K after a merger. And there was one uh, that was another gas station that was built many years ago that has like a drive-up window. He's like, yeah, can I have a bag of Doritos and a beef jerky, please? It's just weird. I I I never understood the concept. But that one is the drive-up Circle K because they have the drive-up window. And then the one that's in the middle, it's almost like on a traffic island in between the lanes going in opposite directions. I call it the middle Circle K. If I had a picture, I would show it to you. If there was some sort of podcast vision, I would show it to you. Um, But they have these very comprehensive machines. They have these really fancy coffee machines with the touchscreens, how to make your own iced coffee, cold brew, and all the creamers. And they have a very elaborate soda fountain machine and then they have mixers in there my favorite thing to do is dr pepper with horchata and if you're not mexican-american you don't know the benefits of horchata especially with a soft drink it is just an amazing mix okay it's like mixology for um caffeine heads we go to that circle k and they have all the coffee machines fired up they don't have the ice the whole soda fountain's closed down and the ice is nowhere to be found there are no ice for the drinks. People are getting lukewarm sodas and hot coffee when they wanted iced coffee. People were pissed. My wife was pissed, and she just said, F it, let's just go home. I have coffee at home, and she had coffee at home. So I've been going to the store a couple of times this week, and I still see that they're not open. 
And, you know, immediately I think, well, okay, something must be going on with staffing. Because whenever someone calls in, you know, a manager is supposed to say, hey, James, you know, so-and-so called in. Do you think you can work the morning shift for me, 7 a.m. to 3? I know I know it's inconvenient for you, but we're kind of desperate here or whatever. I mean, obviously that's not happening or the person who works afternoons can't do it. Because now all of a sudden Starbucks is not open in the one most important time that it needs to be open in the mornings. So it's upsetting and I'm like, well, that sucks. And I understand it. I don't need to understand the life story of everyone that works at that grocery store, the manager, or the employees that may or may not be there anymore. I understand why they're not open. And, you know, whenever you see a sign that says lack of certified staff, well, obviously the assholes that were working there, no, no, you know, pardon my French, they're not a-holes, it's just the way that I talk. The people that worked at that Starbucks were obviously, quote-unquote, certified to be Starbucks baristas because they were doing it at some point and now they're not. You don't lose your certification. It's not like, you know, taking a, a driving test and you fail it or taking your eye test to get your license renewed and you fail it and they revoke it. Once you're certified to be a barista, I don't see how you can lose that license. So when I saw that sign, I'm like, that's weird wordage, certified staff at Starbucks. I mean, unless you're like hired to be the janitor at Starbucks, then I guess you're not checked out on the espresso machine or the cold brew taps, right? I mean, I, I just don't understand it. But like I said, the last couple you know times that I went there, it just wasn't happening and it wasn't there. And I've had these coupons because I signed up for their premium grocery membership and it's $60 a year and you get some free coffee benefits and stuff for it and I haven't been able to use it and kind of upset about that. So um, as fate would have it, I was late going to the grocery store Saturday morning after donating plasma, and as I said earlier, uh, the plasma donation center didn't have a nurse, so I couldn't donate until a nurse showed up from El Paso, Texas, which is 40 miles away. Customer service issue there, I was not mad. Some people were, but I understood that it was out of their control. Life goes on. But the one benefit I told my wife was like, well, you know, at least I get to go to Starbucks and I get to go to the grocery store to buy hot dog buns because I was going to um, grill hot dogs this weekend for the first week of NFL. You know, simple enough, you know, one of those quick meals that we all like. So I go there and I hate going to the grocery store about 9.50 to 10 a.m. You know, that little window actually like oh, let's just say 9.30 a.m. to 11. That's when the scrubs <laughs> start going in. The people who do not belong in grocery stores because they're trying to look at the grocery app while shopping. They stop their cart in the middle of the road. They create traffic jams in there. They have, you know, older people sit and talk with other older people blocking the way. And then there's families of kids and the kids are racing each other down the aisles. And you got to make sure you don't run over some kid. It gets to be really, really tenuous over there for me. I get stressed out and I don't like going. But I was like, well, at least I get to have coffee. I'm not supposed to have coffee immediately after donating blood. But, you know, I had this $2 coupon and I'm like, I just want to use it. And it was about 9.45 or so when I get to that grocery store. And it's packed. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to deal with this crap again. I hate it. Yeah. So I start walking in. I'm avoiding the homeless people that are there. Um, I did a few blogs about the homeless in my city. 
the notorious banker dot blocks block spot <laughs> block spots the nineties. The notorious banker dot substack dot com. I don't know where block spot came from. Holy crap! But consumer beast my blog. I talk about the homeless issue and kind of what's wrong with it. But you know, I just tell people no when I don't want to give, and it's a long convoluted story as to why. But I I avoid them. I avoid them, and I go into the grocery store. As I walk in the sliding doors, it says. Due to a lack of certified staff at Starbucks, we will be opening at 10 a.m. today. So it was very specific to to that day that they were opening at 10 and not, you know, 7 or whenever they're supposed to open. And that phrasing, due to a lack of certified staff, was there again. So as I mentioned earlier, my first thing is certified staff as opposed to uncertified staff. I know you probably have to take trainings and pass tests before you get to be on the barista line, but the, the phrasing uncertified and certified makes it sound like you're an EMT or a pilot or a truck driver with a CDL or something. The the, the words, the language in that, in that sign where it says uncertified staff, my immediate thought was, like I said, I know the situation. I know that everyone probably quit or... They were young kids and they have school commitments and they couldn't work there anymore. So I understand that. But my first thought when reading that is lack of certified staff. My first thing is to be pissed at the managers. It's like, well, why don't you hire certified staff? Then that's my first thought. And then the second part of it is, well, if you say there's a lack of certified staff, yet I see people in this store that work for you, how about you certify them? You know, it, the wording of it creates more questions is what I'm getting at. So when I see that sign, I just see more questions. It's like lack of certified staff. I don't know what that means in relation to Starbucks. So if you say just due to lack of staff, we will be opening at 10 a.m. at Starbucks, that also opens up a whole other can of worms. Because, you know, the whole COVID, oh, no one wants to work anymore type thing, the work from home people and... You know, no one ever wants to show up at a decent, honest paying job and all that. We have that shit still. And it's three years after COVID and there's people who still think that way. And if I see due to lack of staff, then there's going to be someone going, all oh, these damn kids, they want everything for free. And it's not the case, you know. It's not the case. Something might have happened. It might have been innocent saying, I want to go to college full time. I can't work at Starbucks and go to college full time. I have to resign. All of a sudden, you put this anger towards the the managers of this place they're like well due to lack of staff we'll hire people and funny enough the receipts have been printing out with a job fair that they're advertising uh for the local albertsons here which is weird considering they're merging with kroger anyway you see that sign you say well due to lack of certified staff i'm like well certify them or why do they need all this fancy paperwork to be a starbucks and if you put due to lack of staff then they'll be pissed at the managers and then it says, we will be open at 10 a.m. due to lack of certified staff. I was like, well, can't you tell that person to come in two hours earlier? Can't you pay them double time and a half to say, come in earlier, please, and help us? Then you're, ask, you're, you're asking your, cust- your customers to believe that it, that's out of your control, too, when you could at least have the conversation to say, hey, guy, can you come in a little bit early? We're kind of short-staffed here. I did it all the time. Hey, James, can you come in early? Someone's so called in sick. I have to say yes most of the time because when you say no, you lose trust. I know it sucks, but in the working world, that's just what it is. 
So be open at 10 a.m. So here's the thing. I hate homemade signs. I hate when it says, you know, there was a, there was a sign inside an Arby's that I went to a few days ago and it said, restrooms are for paying customers only, exclamation point. And it's because of the homeless population that's there. You know, you, can, you can't say no homeless people allowed because then some, you know, protester asshole is going to say, well, cancel Arby's because of this. It's stupid, okay? I understand why they're saying it, but there's a right and wrong way to say it. They did a paper sign, but it says for paying customers only. Well, you know, the fact that you threatened me with not allowing me to piss, even though I was going to give you money, makes me not like you. It's like, why are, you, why are you coming off so hostile as I open the door? So I'm not a big homemade signs guy. I just never have been. And I was telling my wife about this thought that I had. And she said, do you remember the show Hotel Impossible? And I love that show. He says, you know, when you're yelling at me through signs, I'm immediately turned off as a customer. And that's just how I felt with Albertsons. Because the Starbucks thing is just a, a cherry on top for me, you know. It's one less place that I have to go to, and it's convenient for me. You can do online or mobile ordering there, but you can still get what you want at the price that you pay at a normal Starbucks, sometimes a lot cheaper. So, you know, homemade sign aside, I was just thinking, like, is there a better way to just put this sign up? Because I thought, funny enough, the sign can doesn't have to say lack of certified staff because you're implying that you're not training your people. And don't say due to lack of staff because they're like, well, hire someone already. Get one of these people to man it. They don't know the hiring process for the Starbucks part of it, the stocking part of it, the cashier part of it. They don't understand that because they don't work there. So you're already creating more questions for them. And then when you talk to people in signs like that, you go to self-checkout. The self-checkout clerk is there and they're going to be like, well, you know, why doesn't your store hire people at Starbucks? This is ridiculous. Uh, that person may or may not be responsible for hiring that person, but they're getting yelled at. And then if and when they do hire employees at Starbucks, the quote certified staff at Starbucks, and they start opening at 6.30 or 7 a.m. again, those same people who were pissed about them being open at 10 a.m. on that Saturday, I'd be like, I can't stand this place. You guys didn't hire anyone or whatever. And like they're talking to the people that were hired to make sure that that sign doesn't exist anymore do you get what i'm saying so they're complaining to the people who they hired to make sure that that never happens again about what happened before and that's a negative experience for the baristas all of a sudden they get this negativity towards them they're like dude i just started here and it creates a negative workplace environment for those people and in turn it creates a negative workplace environment for the people who wrote the sign and the people who work there who have to talk about what's going on with starbucks and the sign I know it's confusing, I know, and I'm kind of talking about this the way that I write one of my columns, but I think the best bet for that sign is this Starbucks is temporarily closed due to circumstances beyond our control. We apologize for the inconvenience. You say a lot of shit without saying nothing at all. Because if you put that sign up saying this Starbucks is temporarily closed, then, especially now in this era of COVID coming back this winter, because you've been seeing it on the news lately, um, people see that circumstances beyond our control. And remember, oh yeah, remember when the Walmart across the street was closed for two weeks because of COVID cleanup, because they broke the COVID rules or whatever. Um, then people kind of understand. You're kind of telling them a bullshit story without telling them the actual story, which is a lot worse. That 
you're not training people, you're not hiring people. But if they see a sign that says circumstances beyond their control, well, they're thinking, well, they must have COVID, everyone must be sick. Or, oh yeah, those damn supply chain issues that Biden caused. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking stupid. I can't believe people still talk like that. But it's like, oh yeah, like there's a ship stuck in the Panama Canal and it contains a million pounds of coffee beans. And because of that, we're not having coffee here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I mean, it's stupid. But at least people would have that seed planted in them going, well, it's someone else's problem. Someone that they can't yell at. But the sign over there is saying, well, lack of staff. I was like, well, hire someone, hiring manager. And and they're they're making the anger go directed towards them and not anywhere else but them. And it might be kind of misguided to have a sign that way that just basically says circumstances beyond our control. But at least you're giving them something. Because if you just close it and you don't have any signs, and it's like, is it open? I, was like, well, I don't think it is. I'm, I'm not sure. Then it makes your employees seem stupid. So I know that you're trying to communicate to the customer, but you need to communicate in a way that they kind of understand and you're not really telling them anything to understand. So I was just thinking about that sign and I thought about how I felt about it. And like I said, as someone who had to answer for Bank of America's shitty decision making for 13 years, I understand the feeling of, man, these people are hanging me out to dry and I'm getting reamed by these people for something that I didn't do, I have no control over. And guess what? I want Starbucks too and I can't have it because no one's there. So those employees must be having a tough time. I have not talked to them yet because if I did, I would have more insight in this podcast to talk about what's going on with them. But holy crap, it's been a couple of months now and, you know, yeah, if, quote, no one wants to work anymore, I understand that. Um, because school and whatnot, and everyone, mostly baristas are, you know, in their 20s or whatever. But by wording the piece of paper on the door the wrong way, you're actually creating a worse customer service experience than you think that you are. And that's horrible to me, in my opinion. So, you know, what? What's a what's a person to do whenever you have a situation like this? Well, as a manager... You don't want your questions to be directed towards your performance because, like I said, it's like, why aren't you training them? Why aren't you hiring them? And then worse yet, someone like me who was fired for $4.95 at Bank of America after 13 years of loyal service, you start to think about how petty bosses can be and how they connive and conspire to get rid of people that they don't like. They cut hours you know, like I've met so many kids who worked at McDonald's. It's like, well, this person didn't like me. So I went from 40 hours to three hours on Saturdays. And they're like, well, if you don't like it, you can quit. And they made them quit. It sucks. It's a stupid bureaucracy, political bullshit at any workplace, whether it's McDonald's or a bank. So if I see that sign saying due to lack of certified staff, then I'm like, shit, there may have been an employee revolt. They might have said, fuck all these managers. I quit. We're all going to quit and screw you and your Starbucks because you treat us like shit. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> screw this manager then because I remember how pissed off I was at my manager when I was let go. And the way that the manager's talking to me, the customer, with this piece of paper about Starbucks makes me feel like that this person may be an asshole too. So I'm going to not like them as well. And you're creating another negative customer experience and. I think people need to understand that whenever people read these signs, and not everyone reads signs, because 
you can have a big gigantic sign in front of the bank saying that we're closed due to bank robbery. And they'll be fucking banging on the door saying, hey, how come this door isn't open? I mean, read the fucking sign. It's right in your face. But to have this sign, you know, for a, a service that's not at all Albertsons grocery stores. And and this one in particular is not the most important thing within the grocery store because people need to buy groceries, of course. And 95% of the people that go into that store aren't going to get Starbucks. It still becomes a big customer service issue. And he leaves yourself open to one-star reviews on Google and one-star reviews elsewhere. And it sucks, you know, like how, how not fun is that to be judged on your performance for something you have no control over? Don't I know the situations with that? So I think just in retrospect, just having a sign that says, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are temporarily closed. You're basically giving someone a bone without actually throwing it to them, you know? And I think that if you tell them any more than is needed, then what can I say? You're you're a bad manager at that point. I'll leave with this. Um, Socorro Springs Brewery, this little, used to be a brew pub in the, in my birthplace and hometown of Socorro, New Mexico. It's no longer a brew pub. They literally served Michelob and Bud over there when they used to create their own beers 10, 15 years ago. They change their hours like they change underwear, dude. They change their hours three times a week, maybe. Sometimes they're open from 8.30 to 4.30, sometimes 2 to 8, sometimes 12.30 to 6. It seems like they change their hours whenever it fits them or whenever one person calls in and they go drama queen and change the hours to show, hey, look what you did to us. And they're trying to sell this business with this miserable demeanor that they have in owning the business. Talking about, we want to try something new. Well, if this thing is such a fucking turnkey moneymaker, I'm not going to buy it from you when you yourself are just shitting on the employees and shitting on your hours and not giving yourself consistency. So they're the worst example of a business that is used to be successful, that is no longer successful, just based simply on management. And I can give you a million stories about this this former just amazing brewery that served awesome pizzas, great burgers, great pasta. And now it's just another run-of-the-mill restaurant who sells beer and bottles. You're like, what happened? What happened to us? Well, what happened was they gave up. And then whenever they started firing people and giving stupid reasons for that, and I can tell you a million reasons, um... People started to lose trust in them. And then other people that worked, whenever they would see how bad the managers were to those people, and they would leave, word got around. And there was almost no one who wanted to work for them anymore. There was always a Facebook post talking about, well, due to this and that, we're going to have it closed. And they like said, well, we want to go to the state fair, so we're closing early. Like, fuck, you're not a real business owner. You're a person who is cosplaying as a business owner. So when I see them, I see total lack of institutional control. Now, I'm not saying about the grocery store people because that store is run beautifully, in my opinion. I I really think so. But there's just this one thing that's just an extra part of this grocery store that is not working right. And the way that they're conveying this message to the public makes me wonder, is there worse problems in this? Because they're like, dude, okay, if you can't hire people, I understand. There might be circumstances for that. But why is it we're closing all day, we're closing till 10 a.m., and then there's a long-ass line of people pissed off, and we'd be pissed off at the person who actually did show up to work, and then you put lack of certified staff, and they're like, well, fucking certify them already then. 
are you the certifier? Oh, please do so so I can have my coffee. Coffee shouldn't, you know, be a heavy thinking thing like this. It should be something that you order, you drink, and you have a good time. But the fact that they put so much doubt into me, someone who is not a skeptic of their customer service, I think that they all do a good job. But it's made me a skeptic into understanding the reasoning why they're not open. That leaves me some cause for concern. And I did this podcast just to kind of just throw it on the wall, see what sticks. I'm going to write about it. And if it comes out good enough in the writing thing, I'm going to share the podcast and the writing column with Albertsons because I know that it'll be received with love. Because sometimes the best person who can critique you is someone who actually likes you. And I like those people a lot. But I would like my damn cold brew, please. That's going to do it for this truncated version of the Notorious Banker podcast. I'm glad I gave you guys something consumer-related because I've been on a book hiatus. But I really do appreciate your support at Notorious Banker on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I am the author of High Risk Transaction, the Ryan Coogler Bank of America Incident. Now available in paperback and ebook form on Amazon. Soon to be a published author of two books, one about the 2022-23 New Mexico State basketball season and of my grandfather named Preddy Condo. Available very soon on Amazon and other methods as well with all proceeds going to help my grandmother, Cecilia Zamora, um, live her life, pay her bills, live a more comfortable you know, final chapter of her life. If this is the way that I can provide, well, damn it, I'm going to do it, okay? I really appreciate you listening to this podcast, even though it's not bank-related, because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Customer service is key, and sometimes it's all about what you say, and in this case, what you shouldn't say. So until we meet again, my friends, my name is James Baca. I am known professionally as the Notorious Banker signing off. Thank you so very much for listening, and I will be talking to you really, really soon. I promise not to make it another month-long wait, okay? You have a good day and we'll talk to you later.